0: I think you will agree with me that during this pandemic in the last year or so, a year and a half almost, we have all seen a lot of brokenness. Yes, this pandemic has been very, very ferocious, but I think the response of so many other human institutions have been even more disappointing and somehow, Somehow people just couldn't get their acts together. But why is that? I believe the root cause of all these, or root causes, I should say, the root causes of all these are our pride and the rejection of love. And this is nothing new. As Adam and Eve rebelled against God, they started playing blame games with each other. And this harmony between them and their harmony with God was broken, was fractured. And this brokenness spiraled downward very, very quickly. In the next generation, through pride and jealousy, Cain, the son of Adam and Eve, killed his brother, Abel. And another way that the Old Testament describes this brokenness was heard just now at the first reading in the episode of the Tower of Babel. I think this story conveys a very, very profound truth. We can never accomplish anything great through pride. And also because of pride, we cannot really communicate with each each other anymore, nor are we willing even to communicate with each other. And unfortunately, because this pride is so deep-rooted in our human psyche, we cannot pull ourselves out of that. And we're often stuck in this brokenness. Or alternatively, we are uh, doomed to repeat this cycle of brokenness again and again, unable to get out. And precisely for this reason, God the Father sent his Son, Jesus Christ, into this world to bring us out of this brokenness. And the Son was never alone in this world. The Son, as it was revealed at his baptism, always had the Holy Spirit with him. And when he started preaching the kingdom of God, he quoted prophet Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good tidings to the poor. So with the Holy Spirit, Jesus accomplished great things, His supreme sacrifice on the cross abolished the power of death and sin that held us hostage, this bondage that held us bound to sin and death. And his resurrection opened the door of heaven and eternal life for us. As he foretold three times, according to the Gospel of John, when he was lifted up from the earth, he would draw all things to himself, all Uh, all nations to himself, all peoples to himself, to repair and reverse this brokenness. And for this reason, to proclaim this gospel, he called the 12 apostles to proclaim this good news. And he himself was this great unifying force that unified everybody back to God, back to himself, and all these in union with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus also didn't leave the 12 apostles to themselves. He sent them their Holy Spirit before his ascension and after his ascension, which is what we're celebrating today, albeit in a a little bit of an anticipatory kind of way. So how does the Holy Spirit achieve in the church, or what does the Holy Spirit achieve in the church or the community of the, the, the disciples? First of all, from today's second reading, St. Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit aids us in our weakness and strengthens our hope. The Holy Spirit helps us in our prayers when we couldn't even pray, when we don't know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit intercedes with this inexpressible groaning. And the Holy Spirit also sustains our spiritual life by being a spring of living water this river of living water will flow within ourselves as we as we believe in Jesus Christ, and this sustains our spiritual life. Because you know, where there's water, there's life, and we know very very well here in California, facing this drought, we if we have water, we can have life. But also, the Spirit also builds each of us up, and in love, and we are also enabled to build up each other in love by the help of the Holy Spirit. Because after all, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of love. Pope Benedict teaches us that this source of love is the wellspring of the Father's love for the Son in the Holy Spirit. And love is revealed and made present by Christ and poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And as the object of God's love, men and women become subjects of charity. They are called to make themselves the instruments of grace, so as to pour forth God's charity and to weave this network of charity. And this way, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we truly become one, we truly become one body, having one Lord Jesus Christ, one Father in heaven, and one common goal, which is to reach our homeland in heaven. And this is only possible through the Holy Spirit. And this also reverses, as I said, this division caused by the, the episode of the Tower of Babel. Moreover, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of truth who teaches us what is in accordance with the teaching of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, therefore, empowers us to proclaim the truth of Christ's love in the society. Again, quoting Pope Benedict XVI. And in short, the Holy Spirit is this force that sanctifies us, the sanctifier of us all to make us live according to the pattern of Jesus Christ, who is humble, loving, forgiving. And as Pope Francis also summarizes in his latest encyclical called Fratelli Tutti. He says that one fruit of the Holy Spirit is called generosity, or in some other translations called the goodness. And what in the original Greek expresses is the attachment to the good, pursuit of the good. Even more, it suggests a striving for the excellence and what is best for other people, and for their own growth, their maturity, and their health. And so the cultivation of values isn't just this uh, material goodness, this what material well-being. And also, in, uh, he says that a similar expression exists in Latin called uh, benevolentia, and this is an attitude that wills the good of others. It speaks of this yearning for goodness, this inclination to everything that is good and excellent, a desire to fill the lives of others with what is beautiful, sublime, and edifying. So, in other words, the spirit of love helps us to do good to other people, not just striving for my own good, but the good of other people and the good of the community. And as I said, without the Holy Spirit, none of these will be possible. And I think that is why so many human institutions, are, maybe the church included, are dysfunctional because so many of us are not open to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit or the guidance of the Holy Spirit, who is, after all, the spirit of love, the spirit of truth, the spirit of wisdom. But how do we bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit who was given to us individually at our baptism and our confirmation First of all, we need to pray. We need to welcome the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and continue to work in us to make us grow in love. As St. Paul told us, the Holy Spirit is what intercede, who intercedes within us with this inexpressible groaning. Also, we need to read the Holy Scriptures written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus tells us, the words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Also, we need to receive the sacraments, and above all, the sacrament of the Eucharist, because the Eucharist is the true presence of Jesus Christ, who is never, as I said, without the Holy Spirit with him. And therefore, every time, actually, if we rec- when we receive the communion, it is like a little Pentecost for every one of us, every- at every Mass. We're receiving the Holy Spirit into our heart along with our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this is especially important, I think, all these considerations we just had uh, for, for what we're going through now as the pandemic slowly and slowly draws to a close. And you know we are very, very encouraged that today we are bringing back the sign of peace, for example, and this, uh, the holy water at the back. So as we try to rebuild and reconstruct our, our old life, our, our life back together um, for the church community or our work, our, our family, um, or our daily life in general, you know, let's not try to go back to the way, the, the way things were before the pandemic. Let's build something better. In other words, we shouldn't try to go back to the old normal. The new normal should be better and newer. It's renewed normal, I guess you could say that. And this is our opportunity to do just that if we rely on the Holy Spirit. And so today, as we celebrate Pentecost, which is the culmination of Jesus' paschal mystery, let us bring the Holy Spirit that we receive with, with us to our daily life, to the rest of the week, to our daily life, to our workplace, to our school, to our playground, so that the Spirit can renew the whole world through us. As we pray, Lord, send down your Holy Spirit to renew the face of the earth. And we do this by saying close to the sacraments By returning to the church, if you know some people who, some friends or families who are still reluctant to come back to the church, invite them, invite them to come back to the church, to pray together in the church, to receive the sacraments together. And this, I think, is the way that we can really make things work.